Okay, if you love The Office, 30 Rock, and Parks and Rec. And really, who doesn't? Well, you need to check out Trial and Error. Oh, they're calling this show a murder mystery wrapped up in a comedy. Mm-hmm. Witty, smart, hilarious, John Lithgow starring as a man who looks pretty guilty. Okay, check out this clip from the show. Where were you the night Margaret was murdered? I went to get gardening supplies. Fantastic. I'm sure they have security video. One shovel, one tarp, and let's throw in this ski mask. <laughs> Trial and Error premieres after The Voice tomorrow on NBC. We just finished barking outside of the AfterBuzz TV studios. Join us now for the Crashing After Show. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, AfterBuzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Excellent selection, J-Rod. I had to. My favorite line of the whole show. My favorite line of the whole show. Brilliant. How's it going, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to the Crashing episode. We're reviewing episode four of season one of Crashing, Pete Holmes' show on HBO. I let my panel introduce themselves. Guys, how's it going? You know, it's okay, Josh. I'm feeling a bit under the weather, which I wanted to thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. He's taking the helm today because I was a wimp. Um, (laughs) But I think you can hear it in all our voices. I think all of us are a bit under the weather today. Um, Yeah, I'm just like, yeah. But such happens. Um, if you guys want to find me online, you can do so at Jeffrey C. Graham on Twitter or Jeffrey Crane Graham on Instagram. And you can find me on Mina Makes Magic on Instagram. Help me get to one million. One million? Wait, how many followers do you have? 600. <laughs> let's get to 1,000 first. Let's yeah. get, let's All right, get to slowly work our way shoot up. for the moon. <laughs> you, you miss your I mean, that could be the end goal, start. but let's, you know, <laughs> let's, let's make these things. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Very reasonable. <laughs> I'm Josh Rodriguez. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Josh underscore Rodriguez underscore guys. What did you guys think of this episode? Up, 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 thumbs down. I wasn't a huge fan of it, to be honest. Yeah. I was like, this is okay. I kind like, of feel the same way. Because yeah. uh, such a big chunk of it, like half of the episode was barking. Yeah. Like, woof. More than half. <laughs> I would say more than half. Literally, that's yeah. what I felt like. Yeah, it was, it was just too much. Like, I, I, if you just, like, condensed it, made, like, you know, like ten, like five minutes of it, ten minutes of it barking. We'll get the general gist of that. Like, cut all of that out and then fill in some some stuff in the rest. I don't know. I didn't like it. What do you think, Jeff? I didn't dislike it. I thought there was a lot of fun bits. It's interesting. The general critical reaction to this episode is people loved it. Like online, really? AV Club, Vulture, they all loved the episode. And I want to preface this by saying I still really like the show. Mm-hmm. Um, but just like with your favorite things, like your kids, sometimes they disappoint you. Um, but. <laughs> I know. I thought it was good. I thought there were funny parts, but I kind of agree. I thought it was narratively kind of dull. Mm-hmm. Um, it's necessary in right. a way because you have to see what it's like for a comic, for sure. right. you know, to make it and the, the whole flyering part. That sounds like a nightmare. I mean, I've yeah. done. I mean, I kind of like doing stuff like that sometimes. Uh, I mean, I, I used to do that in college when I worked for Sony. I would be like, "Hey guys, come listen to these awesome headphones. Like, listen <laughs> right. to this song. Like, and I would like get people in, and I like doing that. But if if it was like my job depends on it, yeah, and this is going to guarantee whether or not I get five minutes. I feel like in New York City, right, barking is going to be way tougher. Yeah, I like that it um, was a true reflection of the world of stand-up comedy, I and mean, that's mm. what the show is setting out to do. Um, but I think like for those of us who don't necessarily like, let's say like my parents wanted to tune into this show, mm-hmm. and they're not necessarily all on board with the stand-up comedy thing. It's the relationships and the interactions with other people that really draw people in. Because um, even though it shows, like, even though Downton Abbey is about the British crown, it's about the people, and it's the relationships that keep right. you watching, and I kind of thought right. this episode lacked anything beyond just the focus on the world of stand-up. Yeah, and it, it was definitely loose ties as opposed to close ones. He's just meeting a bunch of new people, and yeah. 
That's true. I don't foresee any of these relationships he's developing. Meet, he's meeting people who are on the same level as him as far as where he's at his career. Yeah. They're, yeah. Established. Yeah. they're, they're looking to be established and they're going through the same process. And mm-hmm. I think the process of barking, I mean, it had to be long. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? For That's us true. To, to feel it, to feel what Pete's going through, wow. it mm-hmm. kind of had to be long so he could be like, okay, I'm tired of this because Pete's tired of it too. That's, that's, how, that's how I looked at it. I didn't really realize that until maybe like 10 or 15 minutes after the episode and I was writing down notes, but I was like, you know what? Because I, I, my favorite show is Mr. Robot, right? And that's I feel good. like like he Sam Ismail does that in his show too. Like he'll, He might overdo something to make a point. Like mm. you have to experience what the characters experience for you to empathize him later later in the season. Let's think that's, that's ex- brilliant. I think that's exactly why it was longer than it usually it usually is or what we might have expected it to be because we had to feel what it's like barking. We had to feel what it's like going through that process and we had to feel that in order to empathize with Pete later on in the season. Should we end the show? That was great. <laughs> yeah, I, I think we're good now. I think we've <laughs> that's that's the all there is to analyze. Um, no, no, no. That's... Now that you say that, I understand some of the choices. Like, yeah. the montage was maybe a bit long, but yeah. that is the pain as an audience that Pete would be experiencing. Right, and, the then marker. He, and then after he he thought he was finished barking, he goes in to watch Hannibal, mm-hmm. and he's enjoying himself. He's like, no, get back out there. Get back out yeah. there. So he feels that frustration. We feel that frustration because we're like, oh my God, this storyline's still continuing. Yeah. But it's the same frustration, frustration that he's feeling. I did love the end. Um, I'm sure we'll get to it, but just yeah. the episode definitely ended strong for me. So um, that kind of picked it up. But I just thought it kind of sagged in the middle. But I, to yeah. Josh's point, perhaps <laughs> for a reason. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, that's a very good point, but I could have still done without that extra, okay. like, 15 yeah. minutes. Yeah. <laughs> 10 maybe, minutes. Maybe there'll be a payoff at the end of the season. <laughs> we'll so. see. All right. Well, the episode begins right away, actually. He's approaching the Boston Comedy Club, and he wants to get a gig, and he meets... His name in the... Was Jason Webb, right? In, in the show, in the yeah. Show. It was. He was played by Dove Davidoff. There we go. Mm-hmm. And he basically gets, I guess, an ultimatum, like, if you want to you know, perform, you need to get five people in here. Mm-hmm. For the show, and which sounds like when bucket. he said that in the beginning, I was like, "That's easy, that's not I that know. bad." Yeah, and then I was like, "Well, how much are these tickets?" Right, you know. And this is in New York, sweetheart. Yeah, and one of, the, New York one of the girls was saying, "Like, who comes to New York without a plan? Like, if you're a tourist, like, no one's just gonna like, come and watch this comedy show." But what do you think of that scene when he's approaching? I guess that new, typical New Yorker curses him out. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. There were some funny interactions with strangers in this show. Um, I do feel like I've seen the, like, grumpy stranger motif recur a lot in this show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's very Judd. Like, I think Girls is the same way, and it might just be, like, how Judd sees New York. Um, but I kind of was hoping I'd get surprised by an interaction with a stranger. I, li- I like the window scene. Did Remember, you? The, the only reason I like that scene is because when he did chase him down and when he was lying in the street, Pete Holmes is so, you know... Perseverant. He's like, so does anyone want to see? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. That was hilarious. That was the one scene that, that I a, laughed pretty hard at. That was a great button on that scene for sure. Yeah, I just, um, I want to see an interaction with a stranger where instead of getting cursed out or mugged or stabbed, a surprising thing happens. Like maybe yeah. there's a, lot, a passive aggressive character. Like, like random acts of, hashtag random acts of kindness. Or, yeah, I was just, it would have been really funny to me. Like I think of Lungberg from uh, Office Space. Like the, yeah. Like I'd like to see something like that in this show, maybe at the bar. Where the bartender's like, oh, you can't use our bathroom. Just, like, something kind of different. Yeah. Instead of, like, the really, um... Like, here you go, sir, and then just puts on a jacket on him and, like, gives him the star treatment. I don't know. <laughs> something to surprise me with interactions with strangers I'd like to see in this show. Which yeah. we might. It's still early. It would be nice. Yeah. What do you think of the characters who who were barking with him? Fun. And how they treated Pete, and what do you think that said about, I guess, the industry and where they're at? 
This was fun for me. That was yeah, fun. Yeah, it, it was good. I like the guy that was delusional. That was like, yeah, I did a much better job than Hannibal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to like that confidence. Now, could you justify lying to people like, oh, Louis C.K. is going to be here tonight? Chris Rapp's no, gonna be in order. I can't do that. I kind of think you have to though. Would you, you know? do it? Would you lie? I mean, <laughs> I wouldn't pursue a stand-up career, so maybe that's... <laughs> I, I relate to Pete Holmes on that. I'm like, how am I going to tell people these people are performing here, and then they come in and they realize like a sham. Yeah, I feel Pete's such a good guy that I he know. struggles with these things internally where they're not even that, it's not that big of a deal, but to him, it's such a huge deal right. and he has to lie to these people. It was sweet <laughs> the way the show handled I really liked that part of the episode and I liked, um, like, do you ask the question of what did you think of the, his fellow comics? Yeah. I'll shout them out real quick. Um, we had Henry Zabrowski, Jermaine Fowler, and, um, <clears throat> excuse me, Aparna Naturala, um, who... All of them are kind of like up and comers. I know Jermaine Fowler's on a new CBS show called um, Superior Donuts, okay. which I've heard is kind of fun. Um, but I liked it's it's fun for me to see Pete interacting with fellow comics because he's so um, outside of a usual comics personality. Like I don't feel like he seems like he'd be a member of their tribe on paper, right? But um, he has enough of the qualities and the passion for comedy that he wins people over pretty quickly. Right. Like, I feel like the scene where they where he was outside with them talking, and they're like, you look, you look like you just escaped from a mental industry. <laughs> He's, like, talking about the food, and they're like... So they're so weirded out by who he is, but I also feel like he charmed them pretty quickly. Yeah. Good old Pete he, He's so peppy, and they're all cynical. It's a really nice contrast. For sure. They I thought that was him. sweet. They thought he was doing his act when he was right. just being himself. Is this a bit? <laughs> yeah, it was funny. So he gets in a turf war with a guy from the Greenwich Club. After he goes into a bar, he has to pay $8 for a Coca-Cola just to pee, which is ridiculous. Yeah. I kind of felt bad for him there. Again, showing the struggle what it's like being a stand-up comedian trying to make it. Uh, what did you guys think of that turf war in general? I mean, I wouldn't have been scared of that guy. I wonder why Pete was so scared to back down from that guy. The guy was about a foot smaller than him. Yeah, that's what Didn't I really thought until we see how threatening he truly is with <laughs> right. his baton. What was that? Like a nightstick. A, a baton. Yeah, that's what I thought it was. Like a, it's like a, a Jedi thing. No, I think it was like the cops carry them. It's like a nightstick. Yeah, oh, the... Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. It wasn't a Jedi thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It was not a lightsaber. <laughs> I'm teasing you. what it was. Um, yeah. This was fun. I mean, like, I did think it was funny, and yeah, I... It kind of felt like... I mean, like, I liked that they brought in that drug dealer character, because, like... I was about that, that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. There, like, something about, like, the idea of turf. I thought, like, that idea was kind of undermined by the fact that they're all, like, low-level comics. Right. I almost wish they would have played that up. Like, maybe made it a bit more sketchy or farcical about, like, everyone's like, this is my corner. But I guess they did do that. And I thought it was funny. I thought it worked. I liked yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I did, too. It was, it was nice to see Pete stand up for himself mm-hmm. for once. Yeah. You know, he's been getting beat around... This whole series, you know, with Jess. That's a good point. That's a really good point. Leaf. Leaf. Yeah. Is it Leaf? I think leaf. it's officially <laughs> Leaf. I heard Pete say Leaf, so. All right, so in the middle of the turf war, you you were talking about it before, but car window breaks, mm-hmm. and then the guy chases after Pete, which I didn't understand. He was the one who broke your car window. Yeah, I think it was like he kind of accused both of them, and then... Um, the one short guy like ran first, and he kind of incriminated himself by trying to like defend the situation right. by associating himself, right. which with. is a very Pete move. I yeah. feel. Yeah, he didn't yeah. learn his lesson from Artie. Yeah, like earlier in the season. Yeah, with <laughs> the a good homeless point. guy. Yeah, and then after that happens, the whole Hannibal thing I talked about earlier happened, and he goes outside, you know, distraught that he has to sell more tickets. And Marina, that's her name, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Marina Franklin. Yeah, I, I think she played an, a nice role in this mm-hmm. in this episode, basically giving Pete a pep talk, saying, you know, hang in there, you you are where you're supposed to be right now. And I think you can see Pete change into, you know, he maybe had a little bit of an epiphany or a realization that, okay, you know what, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm in the right place at the right time, and even though this sucks right here, I'm doing the right thing. I'm mm-hmm. on my way. Yeah, that was sweet. 
the, the moment, the show is very heartfelt, which I really yeah. like. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and there was a number of those moments. Even the conversation with the drug dealer, I thought, had the same kind of... <laughs> he finds advice in unlikely places, which yeah. is a motif I really like about this show. Um, is like he, like, Leaf gave him advice earlier. that, And it's like you... The people he expects to help him and give him advice are never the people that we expect as an audience. Right. Which is enjoyable. Yeah. All right. And then uh, after the sh- after the main show, him and his friends, they get to do their little bits. And Mina, I'm going to ask you, because you're the comedy critic, I feel like, <laughs> the first three uh, episodes here at After Buzz. What did you think of the stand-up? Any funny jokes? Uh, it was okay. There were, there were none that really stood out, no. like, super clearly. Did you, did you guys I like I like Pete's first joke where he's like, how do you, how do you um, stop a cab from hitting you? The you, inhaler. You, like, <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. I like his stuff about um, baseball protection and, like, he uses the shell of <laughs> a pistachio. Big, super big. Yeah. I was watching yeah. this with my roommate last night. We both laughed pretty hard at the pistachio shell joke. Um, I will say I really liked um, Dove David Offset, the manager. Yeah. I felt like, it's funny because there's been a lot of moments when, like, the stand up on this show is supposed to read as bad mm-hmm. but I thought it was hilarious he was talking about like what a struggle it would be to be a racist basketball fan <laughs> and know that you're like you want to hate the five guys in the court but you like basketball it's good that's good Sorry. material but for some reason I didn't laugh at it but like it's looking the way you delivered it yeah the delivery yeah. was okay but the yeah. material itself was pretty like it was like a cool observation. it was case. observational yeah, yeah I liked it I agree but I didn't laugh at it I actually did, and I think I was laughing more at the observation than his delivery. Mm-hmm. But I was—I thought that was very amusing. I thought that was really funny. Yeah. And then I liked the—I'm ra- trying to think of what, uh, what the other stand-up was. Um, Jermaine Fowler's bit on, um, on porn. watching porn at work—I thought was kind <laughs> yeah. of funny. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, and I really like um, that. Felt the most natural <clears throat> to me. Yeah. You know, like it didn't feel like he was reading off a script. It felt like he literally went up and did a stand-up. I routine. agree. He's a great actor. Yeah. I, yeah. yeah, I think so. The vending machine joke uh, the girl taught on our name. <laughs> was pretty funny too. Aparna, yeah, Aparna, uh, that's guess, we're, guess we're dating now. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was really funny too and I I will say his deliveries felt the most natural, you know? Mm-hmm. She's kind of known for being like a quirky, offbeat, kind of weird delivery comic so that might have been why it seemed weird right. for her specifically. Right. I'd recommend, I think you'd like her. I think you should go out and check some of her stuff. Give that, her a chance. Yeah, yeah, give her a chance. All I think right. you'd like her. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, but I thought the stand-up was fun. I thought this was a great way to end the episode. Yeah, I did too. Did you guys see um, the Koreans coming in? Like, did you did you see that coming? I did. I, uh, I think I did too, but I noticed in, in the scene when he was handing out the uh, the flyers, he only gave one. Mm. And I was like, all right, well, if they're going to come, he has kind of to give one to everyone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, they explained it later in the episode, so I, I half saw it come and I half didn't, but that was a nice... That's a nice part of the episode. I thought so too. It was sweet. Yeah. Um, were yeah. they were they North Koreans or South Koreans? <laughs> <laughs> Probably North. Yeah. yeah. That was funny. I like that bit. I did too. I um yeah. I think the thing I liked about this was um I was worried that they weren't going to come back because if he had only used them just for that one joke, the joke kind of would have been like Asians are funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I was like, oh, I know that Judd and Peter better than this. So the fact that they came back, I was like, okay, I'm glad there was a reason for this first scene besides just like oh look how funny Asians are because like that's kind of the vibe I got at first with mm-hmm. that joke like they talk so funny which is like such a to me like a tired joke but yeah, yeah. Um, when they came back it was like yeah kind of heartwarming I know I've said that a couple times this episode but it's the thing I really like about this show yeah yeah and that was the first set we saw Pete actually do well in every every other set mm-hmm. that he had in the show has been like minimal clapping or he's bomb so it was he nice. had a, he had that initial connection with them outside yeah. and I think maybe that could have helped make him feel. More at ease and supported. Yeah. Because it was his, the fruits of his labor. Yeah, so between that talk with Marina that he had and then how it ended with, you know, the Koreans clapping for him and being very excited to see him, I think that Pete's confidence is probably skyrocketing right now. Mm-hmm. I don't even think he's crashing. I think that this episode 
was essential to show that you know this is probably the turning point. Yeah, in the season, he's crutching. Yes, thank you, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's good. Yeah, because there is like this gradual turn. Like, I don't think he's doing amazing right now, but yeah. it's like the first time that he gets some positive validation and feedback from not just the audience, but also the guy who had him sell Foch. Yeah, for yeah. sure. <laughs> I like sure. that. Foch. Foch, yeah. Foch. Um, I also liked, before he left the comedy club, I know, I've, I feel like I'm overusing this word, but he had a, a sweet interaction with um, the manager. Yeah. When, like, the manager was giving him advice. Mm-hmm, I like that. It felt really earned, and it felt, like, really um, earnest. And I, it was, like, the first time we had seen the manager. Like, he recognized something in Pete and was like, hey, listen up. And it was like he was talking to him like a real comic, which mm-hmm. I really like that part. Yeah, and I like that he was trying to help him and, mm-hmm. and give him like honest feedback instead yeah. of just tearing him down. But he was definitely trying a little too hard. I feel like on stage, like no, uh, the manager oh, at the end, uh, the giving advice. I think he was kind of like, trying to hold on to something that he thought like he let go of, or maybe he feels his career is on the downward spiral and he's trying to kind of elevate himself. To Interesting. That's that's the vibe that I got off of him at least. Huh. I'd yeah. like to watch it again. Yeah, I think I kind of got the impression that was his character, um, like kind of bitter. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, bitter. That's a good word. That's a very yeah. good word. And I, I think you're right. Like, I sense that, too. But I also sense that there was a, um, like, a good intention behind the delivery. Right. He wants to see Pete uh, succeed. I think so. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, before we get into predictions or anything, one-liner is your favorite line. Uh, I like the part where it was like, the weight. You got to lose 10 or gain 50. Yeah. <laughs> are you skinny or are you fat? We don't know. We don't know. Because <laughs> I feel like it's kind of true with male comics. They're either like, yeah, they're, they talk about their weight. Or they're just super skinny, lanky guys. Right. Yeah, you're right. But Pete's yeah. really tall. Yeah. He has yeah. that going for him. Yeah. Like, when he was here last week, I was like... I was shocked at how tall he was. Giant. So Six when six. I was watching the episode today, I was like, oh, okay, yeah, I can... Now I notice it, but in person, I was like, whoa, when he stood up. He's very tall. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, uh, I think my favorite line was, well, he talked about a pant twice in the episode. Like a singular pant. <laughs> he said, um, he's talking about policemen in shorts, and he goes, put on a long pant if you want to take down a man. That's what I'm saying. I thought that was pretty funny. <laughs> I liked uh, when he was talking to, I don't know their names, I, I should know their names, but uh, one of his friends from the comedy store that they were they were all barking, and he was giving me advice. The red-haired t- guy? No, the black guy. Black guy, it's Jermaine Fowler. Jermaine. Yeah. And they were talking about... Uh, he was getting advice about how to claim his turf back, and he was giving advice, and Pete responds. A lot of those things that you said sound like lyrics in the song Millennium. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or no, wait, that was with the drug dealer, actually. No, it was. It, are you sure? I think, <clears throat> I think so, because think the drug so. dealer, because he was asking for advice from the drug dealer, and the drug dealer was like, you know what, man? You just gotta swerve it in and keep it up. There and- it is. Yes. yes, Marissa. Yes, our amazing producer in the yes. booth, Q and Millennium, right yes. on time. Um, Wait, it was with the, it was with the drug dealer. I think it was. Yeah. All right, then I apologize. Well, so he, what was he saying? He was like, Pete's like, well, like, I, how did you like keep your turf? Because that's what Pete asks him. Yeah, yeah. It's like how, the, and he's like, you know he's what, like, man? I just have a look on my face, right? <laughs> like I saw weed, but then it was something else. I'm like 99 percent sure. I might be wrong though. Let us know in the comments. Yeah, I gotta rewatch that, or we could just watch. I it, just but. remember like really laughing really hard because I had that album <laughs> <laughs> it was I mean the, the, it was probably my favorite delivered line that Pete's given all yeah and then you you showed me that he was actually smirking I yeah I, I read a comment online that was like do you think that's actor Pete recognizing his joke and being in character because actor Pete would laugh at his own joke yeah or like silly silly fun boy Pete writer Pete who noticed the joke and laughed to himself because that's such a Pete move to laugh at his own jokes so people are suspecting that maybe on set he liked his delivery and just <laughs> got amused maybe. which I thought was kind of funny maybe yeah all right, guys. Uh, anything else you like to add about the episode? Uh, I think I think that's it. 
I'm still. I want to qualify that. I did like the episode. I just think yeah. out of the four, it was probably my least favorite. Yeah, yeah. My favorite so far has been the pilot. I thought that one was extremely strong. Out of the four, I liked the art sale. That was good too. I was very the, surprised. The I like being surprised. I loved. Yeah, the first one yeah. was great. For it's sure. Really good. Yeah. I miss Artie. You miss Artie. I don't yeah. think we're gonna see Artie again. I, I think he might be back for one more. Maybe. I, I feel like he's still coming back. Yeah, he has to because if he started, I feel like it would it would be a nice like button. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Jeff, you sound good today. What do you mean? You just sound. You said you're sick, but like you're contributing. It's great. Oh, thank you. You look good too. Oh, uh, thanks, guys. You shave? You shave this I morning? I did. Oh, I did shave. What makes you ask, Josh? I don't know. Uh, I do know what makes you ask. I forgot. <laughs> I have the copy right here. As you guys know, these shows come to us for free, um, and we are very, very grateful for our sponsor and partner, Harry's Razors. Uh, Harry's Razors. I am a user, and it actually is really, really, really high quality, yeah. good razors. And I have easily irritable skin, so I can vouch for a fact that they're very good. Um, and the best thing about Harry's razors is they're very reasonably priced. Um, razors in general are very expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, they're pretty overpriced. So that's actually why Jeff and Andy, who founded Harry's razors, started it. Um, they were two guys who were fed up with overpriced razors, so they decided, they decided to start their own company to give guys everywhere what they deserve, a great shave for a fair price. Um, these are factory bought right? Oh, so they bought a factory um, with 100 years of blade-making history in Germany. Yeah, isn't that amazing? And that's what they're doing now. Um, So Harry's Races include everything you need for a close, comfortable shave, including five German-engineered blades, a lubricating strip, a flex hinge for a comfortable glide, which is a real thing because, as you probably know, when you get to the jaw, it can get tricky. And this has a really nice, like, it goes along your jaw really well. Um, a trimmer blade for hard-to-reach places, so you can use it, like, you know. Yep. And um, a weighted ergonomic handle. And this is all for $2 a blade compared to the at least $4 you pay at a drugstore. And if you're using, like, the analog to these, which would be, like, Gillette or all, any yeah. of those, those are, like, 20 bucks a razor head. Yes. So um, here's your call to action. If you're interested in Harry's razors, which you should be, I can vouch, listen up. Harry's is so confident in the quality of their blades, they want you to try their most popular trial set, for free. That's right, you heard me. For free. Um, this set comes with the razor handle of your choice, a five-blade cartridge, and shaving gel. It's free when you sign up. You just pay a small fee for shipping. So, to redeem your free trial, go to harrys.com slash afterbuzz right now. And, Worth it. And the proof is in Jeff's face, ladies and gentlemen. So check it out, ladies and gentlemen. You see his face? Yeah. For real, though, you sound good, even though you, you said you were sick. Thanks, I man. It's because of Harry's. <laughs> That's harrys.com slash afterbuzz. All right, so let's get into predictions. And now, yes, your predictions. All right, you know, we will start with you. Oh, no, I want to go last. All right, Jeff, we will start with you. <laughs> <laughs> um, as always, it's sometimes hard to make predictions with this show, because the, the episodes are kind of standalone. Yeah. Um, I know we're seeing Miss Silverman soon. Nice. Which is very exciting, because nice. I love Sarah Silverman. Um, I don't know. I mean, I think we're going to see Pete continue to improve. I think I'd like to see a plot that extends through the episodes, mm-hmm. um, just because it kind of gives you a reason to watch the next one. So Yeah. Because um, they, they really are, that's a good point, they really are standalones. Like, they're always like, I never know what's coming lo- next, because they never leave you on a cliffhanger. Right. It's like, resolved. Yeah, true. They are clean. They kind of clean up nicely. There's no cliffhangers. Mm-hmm. Um but I don't know. I mean, like, I think we're going to see P continue to improve. But I do predict before the season's over, we'll see one really intense, dramatic screw up from him that could jeopardize everything. Oh, nice. But we'll see. Uh, oh, I was just going to say, I think eventually, maybe not next episode, but maybe a couple, a couple ones down, uh, he might run into his ex again, mm. and she might be doing 
uh, not so well, he might be doing better, there might be, like, right. a possibility to rekindle, I don't think it's gonna happen. Yeah. Uh, but we'll see. Maybe she'll want him back. Hopefully they'll, they'll be able to work out a way to stay friends. Like, she's still very likable. Like, despite what happened, I, I hope they can somehow patch things up and resolve it. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I think Jess is gonna show that she's getting tired of Leaf. I think that that's Ooh. coming soon. That's not gonna be, soon. yeah, that's not gonna be a long-term relationship. Because she said she's in love with him. I don't think she's in love, I mean... It's just my opinion. It doesn't seem like she's in love with him. I think he's someone different, opposite of Pete, and she's kind of gravitating towards that, but I think she's going to realize that it's not love. Interesting. But I think he's also yeah. a very kind soul that's, like, one of those hippies that that's, yeah. like, you know, free love and yeah. be kind to one another and yeah. embrace he your is. true self. But to say, like, you're in love. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. I agree. Yeah, I don't love. know. I, don't, I also want to see Pete have, like, some sort of rivalry with another comic. Yeah. I, I actually that. don't think we will, though, because yeah. last week he was talking about how, like, I mean, I don't know. I don't want to shoot your idea down. I, ho- I would like to see that, too, but he was saying um, that the show is about kind of comics, like, helping each other. Right, right. It would right. be interesting to see that, though, and have him learn that it's how not... to handle it. Yeah. yeah. Ooh. Right. I hope we do. I like that prediction, Josh. understand right. his turf. All right, guys. Well, thanks for joining us. This was the episode four, season one review of Crashing on HBO. Guys, where can they find you? Um, Josh, beautifully led. Thank you so much for taking the helm today. Um, <laughs> you guys can find me on Twitter at Jeffrey C. Graham and Instagram at Jeffrey Crane Graham. And please, oh, if you're watching this or listening, we'd love for you guys to comment. And um, we're looking yes. for more engagement from our fans. So, you know, hop on. If you're listening, you can watch us on YouTube. If you're watching, you can listen. But either way, hop on our YouTube video, comment, let us know what you thought. Did you like this episode? Did you not like this episode? And if so, why? Yeah, and you can send us uh, some of your best jokes if you're aspiring stand-up <laughs> yes. comics. We'll review it for you. Give you we pizza. should do that. <laughs> yeah, that would be do fun. it. Just put your jokes online, and we'll review them on the show. Yeah, but you guys can find me on Mina Makes Magic on Instagram. I'm Josh Rodriguez. You can follow me on Twitter, Instagram at Josh underscore Rodriguez underscore. Like Jeff said, comment on the YouTube page below. iTunes, give us, was it five stars? On five iTunes. stars. Leave us a little review. That'd be nice. And, and talk to us, guys. Talk to us. Uh, thanks to everybody who is watching. We will see you next week. Take care. From executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.